Hello, my name's James Pikeway, and this is the Nightline Podcast. If you're interested in cars, car repair, music, fitness, technology, and more, this is the podcast for you. Interested in more of what's going on at Dubai Eye? Go to DubaiEye1038.com and search out our podcasts and blogs. Want to get in touch with me? Nightline at DubaiEye1038.ae. Enjoy the show. This is Do It Yourself Radio with Colin and Dan from We Will Fix It, WeWillFixIt.com in the studio every week at this time, helping you work through all of those niggling repair and DIY issues. Gentlemen, welcome back to the show. Good evening. Good evening. See, that's that's a very civilized way. To that, that was more relaxed than we've done in weeks, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> that was almost professional. <laughs> what are we doing? You guys have had a busy week so far. We've been warehouse shopping this week. And how does that go? Uh, it's tricky. When we when we moved warehouse four or five years ago, I think we it's six, isn't it now? Six years ago, we looked at around sixty different warehouses to find one that worked. Sixty. So, sixty. So our our lease is up at the end of the year, or uh-huh. actually we're we're just running out of space for uh, for parking. Because you have place. sixty vehicles in your fleet. Plus. Just just over sixty. Okay. Yep. So we're we're struggling in the morning. It's it's like uh, it's like murder city centre on, on the weekend. You can just, just can't find the sea anywhere. of purple and yellow is perfect. <laughs> yeah. So we've uh, yeah we realised we're running out of space. It's time to start looking for someone new. So being that it took us such a long time last time, we've started about uh, eight months early. Hmm. Hmm. And we found the most amazing place. There's basically it's got parking. I think for what 250 Dan. I think at least that. Nice. Indoors. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> indoors. It's, it's indoors. the most gorgeous office. <laughs> it's got its own garage, so we could service our own vehicles. Um, the only slight problem is it's about 15 times the size of what we were ideally looking for. But, you know, that hasn't put us off. We think we can still do this. So <laughs> we're, It's uh, something to grow into. Yeah. Well, it's been empty for a couple of years, okay. so we're, we're kind of like, okay, let's see. You never yeah. know, do you? Unless you ask, you never know. Right. So we're gonna we're gonna try and strike a deal. We're gonna try and cut a section of it and say, can we have that bit and not that bit, and uh, see what we can do. I give us five percent chance of getting this. But you never know. You, you see, this you see? is the, this is the fun side. It's so big, you could put a go kart track inside it. See, that'd be cool too. Why yeah, not? Absolutely. You could put a go kart series inside <laughs> it, really, couldn't you? So you guys are gonna be like the Googles of the home repair and improvement bit industry. You know, oh, like you get your indoor Very go-karts, nice. you know, your paintball, oh, all, you know, a gym. You just have it all in the facility. We've already got pool tables, table tennis tables, dartboards. Um, PlayStation, PlayStation, PlayStation 3, a golf net. Yep. Uh, we're doing all right, and that's we've in the current a, way. We've got a video arcade, a, a, small, oh, yes. a small tabletop video arcade with all the n- okay. 1980s Pac-Man games on it. Really? Yeah, I'm so going to come and visit you guys. You, you got, should. You got good fun. coffee? We've got phenomenal coffee. Actually, we've got a, a machine that grinds as it goes. Yeah, there we yeah, go. Yeah, From good. Switzerland, no less. Wow. Pop in. We got Swiss aren't known for their coffee, but okay. That's all right. They're, They're known for their coffee <laughs> machines, though, <laughs> you see? It's virtually a watch. It really is. Fantastic. <laughs> Actually, that came from a customer as well. Bless them. Wow. They said um, uh, they were advertising it, but it was like one of those adverts that you put for a long-lost child that you have to give up. It was like that. And um, I called up, and they sounded very negative initially. And then I said, well, actually, I'm, I'm looking for my business. We, uh, we will fix it. I, oh, we will fix it. Right. In which case, we will see you in half an hour. And bless them. <laughs> I sat there having the most fantastic cup of coffee from these people, the last cup of coffee that this machine did for them. 
And um, at that point, they were like, look, it doesn't really matter about the money. It's going to such a great cause. And it was a revolution, wasn't it? That was the first machine. We've got another one since then. The first one still works, but yeah. you need two, really, don't you? Yeah, of course. So um, <laughs> it's, of course it's definitely is, uh, it's one of our focus points of our, our offices. But we've we got all these boys' toys for ourselves, and then yeah. we've realised that all the staff turn up for work early, so it's not <laughs> <laughs> really good. The pool table, table tennis, darts, they're all busy in the morning, so instead yeah. of seeing the staff at 8 o'clock, they're in at 20 to 8. It's competitions. Very yeah. nice. It's great. Very yeah. nice. Yeah. Well, let's, let's get on track here with what we're doing. Not that we're not on track, but uh, you know, the, the whole program is about projects, and we're going to get to that in the second part of the show. We are actually going to make this dog food uh, or dog feeding storage station and we're going to walk through what you got to do this is a great project we've been we've been teasing it for two weeks now are you sure it's only two three maybe possibly three i go for four (laughs) (laughs) but we're going to get to it today but we're going to kick off with just some of the little problems that are going on around people's homes and that's what the show is all about if you've got something that's on your mind and you're thinking look i'm never going to fix it myself that's okay at least you can fire the question out this way and you'll know what those trained professionals should be doing when they arrive at your house with their spinnies bag full of tools and you can have a conversation with them. Not, of course, not if they're coming from you guys. We will fix it. They, 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 they don't bring the spinnies bag at all. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> they better not do. <laughs> <laughs> Paid fortunes for their rucksacks. Oh, man. Okay, first one up is uh, a sticky lock. And so uh, the lock of the, uh, I guess this apartment door, uh, has been sticking. They listen to the show. Because yes, they did. The WD-40 they, reference from yeah. last week, where we said WD-40 can do everything, and they're proving that it can't. And they're saying it needs to be constantly repeated. Any idea what's going on here? Um, well, one of the one of the very, very few negatives of WD-40 is the fact that it's such a thin oil. Yeah. Um, so basically, whilst it's it's very good for de-rusting and getting things... Um, Which actually uh, is a great use it, for it, is absolutely. de-rusting We didn't stuff. talk about that last week, did we? Yeah. Um, it's like a penetrating oil in a sense. Exactly, yes it is. Um, but the the negative of that, um, that kind of um, thin film is the fact that it doesn't necessarily hang around for as long as you'd like mm. it to. Which seems to be the case in, in this situation. So the next option is to use um, like a sprayable lithium grease. Um, which again is, is widely available here. Um, when you spray it, it actually is, it feels really thin, uh, which is great because in its liquid form, you can get it into a lock. Um, but because it kind of thickens as it, as it congeals, it uh, it stays in place a lot better. And mm. I think it will last uh, quite a lot longer. Um, if not, you're probably at the stage of um, time for a new lock. Okay. And sprayable lithium grease comes from... Oh, you get it from, um, I mean, you can get it from supermarkets. Car 4, actually, Mall the Emirates was where I got my last one, bizarre. Really? Yes. They have some, you know, I was walking around Car 4 lately, and uh, they've got a whole plethora of drills on sale. Everything from, you know, your your great hammer drills right through to the smallest little handy, I don't even know what what people would be buying these tiny little ones for, maybe putting together some IKEA furniture, I have no idea. But they had everything. I was was very impressed. An all-name brand. Yeah, it's good selection now. Yeah, and mm. I, I kind of used to like those, the you know the, the the Chinese knockoff products that were you know for seventy dirhams you got everything, jigsaw, grinder, no. No. drill. No, 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 no. <laughs> Let's not do that. <laughs> Dubai, please. I, I, I had a group of Boy Scouts. I went and bought two of those packs, and I had them make go karts based only on what they could find in rubbish bins, and I had I just said here's the tools. And we, you know, made sure they all had protective eyewear and protective handwear. And I said, use these things. If you kill them, that's okay. Go crazy. 
They made some amazing go-karts with those tools. I'm sure they did. Anywhere else in the world, they'd have been struggling. But here, there was probably a Rolls-Royce in the back of that um, bin. It's amazing the things they came up with. (laughs) I just had them do it around, you know, the fish and chip place in Murdoch, right around that area, was was where they they hit gold. The heartland. (laughs) You guys made it back there? Home. You made it there for the... No, I no. have ordered from Jack's Place recently. Jack's, Jack's Place. Jack's Place is good. Yeah. Have you been there yet? No. Sports City, it's only around the corner. Amazing. I got, I got murder fish and chip, though, right around the corner from where I live. Why would I be going to Jack's? Well, I've got Jack's Place just around the corner <laughs> from where I live. Same for you, Dan, actually, isn't yeah, it? With just just yeah. next to you. Right, okay. so should we, should we put a vote on? Jack's or... Uh, well, no, we're, we're going to have to do a taste test. One. We're going to have to have them both into the studio Genius. and do a try. We'll have to eat outside of the studio because we're not allowed to bring food in the studio. But oh, that's we? okay. No, there's a rule. Wow, that's posh. It's probably, it's even, look, it's it's probably written on the wall somewhere. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, we do slightly get off the point. How did we get from fish and chips from lithium grease? I don't know. Is that what they're cooking the chips in? I have no idea. But you know what we're going to do? We are, we're going to take a, uh, we're going to take a, a moment to pause. We're going to get a breath. We're going to let people know how they can get in touch with us here on the Do It Yourself radio show. And when we come back, we're going to, we're going to dive right in to the uh, elevated dog feeder and food storage station. And we're going to, if you haven't already got the PDF file or the image file that has the instructions, we'll repost it up again tomorrow on Facebook. Uh, or actually, I might be able to do it right now. And uh, you can get that on the Dubai Eye site and have a look and follow along with us. Wondering what you've tuned into, you are listening to Dubai Eye 103.8. And this is the Do It Yourself show on Nightline. What are you listening to? You have tuned in to the DIY show. That's Do It Yourself Radio. We've got Colin and Dan joining us from We Will Fix It. That's wewillfixit.com. And as promised, we have a phenomenal project that you can get involved in with the family, with friends. Make it a weekend project party. And uh, have everyone come over, and you can just do a, a weekend build around the barbecue. <laughs> I can see you building this, Jim. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I showed it to my wife. She says, we need one of these. And I said, there we go. There you go. You're going to build one for next week. Yeah. So, so <laughs> yeah. We, we dug something up a couple of weeks ago for the DIY dog food station with storage, which we thought was an interesting project. It requires yeah. a little bit of DIY skill and a few tools to, to build it. So just before we get started, I've reposted the instructions up on the Dubai Eye Facebook page. They are now there live as well as they're on the we will fix it site so uh, we, we will fix it dubai so easy to to go and take a look at and of course this show will be podcast tomorrow so you can also have a re-listen to some of the finer points as we're uh, talking about what you're going to need to get and do uh, back to there. very good okay so it is a wooden storage box which you can build yourself it the top section you cut two holes in it which you can put in your dog food bowls obviously one for food one for water and it's got a hinged lid which so you can put uh, dog food inside it so you get your storage as well or the dog toys maybe dog toys as well yep yeah, obviously mm-hmm. I think um, just in terms of the technical side, we could uh, we could turn this into uh, quite a scary section of um, of technical words and bits and bobs. But what we've tried to do is on the uh, the data sheet, we've put all of the information, including basically the materials list that you need, and also a lot of detail on that method. So do feel um, as though we'll be holding your hand through the project, uh, and I'm sure you'll end up with a successful conclusion. So uh, in terms of elevated dog feeders, there's lots of positives and negatives, and lots of people who are making claims about the the health benefits to mm. your dog, which not not being not, not being a veterinarian, we're not going to make uh, make claims about that. Some I know, I know say, my pets do like to eat from an elevated surface, and so I have a, a couple of good old paving bricks with a piece of wood on top. Okay, boom, it's like back to student life. It's yes. a shelving unit from college days, and uh, the dogs love it. 
A lot of people selling the the ones that are on a stand will claim that it will help your dog overcome bloat and, and yeah. you know, big dogs trying to eat too quickly and taking in too much air. But uh, we're not going to go for those claims. But why why would we want to build one? Well, elevated feeding position keeps your food and water off the ground and it also stops bowls sliding around. If you've got mm. a dog that chases his food bowls around and makes a mess, then yeah. <laughs> elevated position, also the those bowls are fixed in position, they're not going to slide anywhere. So it keeps your food and water off the floor. Stops people slipping and falling yeah, over. Yeah, don't laugh. Yeah. I've done that more than once. That, yeah. That's <laughs> daily in our house. And we've got an elevated one, so I'm not sure it's 100% <laughs> foolproof at that point, but okay. it's better. Better. All right. That'll and do. also, uh, a lot of dogs like to paddle in their water, like to come in, put their yeah. paws in, and leave footprints over. So if it's elevated, it's harder for the dog to get his paws in the water and uh, stops them paddling. So um, this is this is an ideal project, is what you're saying. Like there's there's something here good, for everybody. Yeah, it's a good project. Um, not too difficult. Just requires some tools. Um, finally, it gives you storage for your pet food. So mm. rather than filling up your cupboards, you've got uh, a storage area. I was looking at what what's needed for this. Uh, you know, some some pine wood for trim. Uh, sheets of three-quarter inch plywood, some glue, some nails, paint, wood stain, and a spray gun. I was thinking, can I do this with spray paint? You could, I mean, mm, that's a do difficult I a spray one. Gun? Um, I think you'd need to prime the wood first, okay. um, just to get it sealed, um, because the main issue with spray paint is it's very thin. Again, um, the kind of problem we were talking about before. Um, but it's technically possible. I think, uh, practically speaking, you'd need, A, a lot of spray paint, um, and secondly, it might look a little bit patchy. So if it was me, mm. I would probably stick either if you've got kind of a professional sprayer setup, it'll be absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um, but if not, um, just a really fine roller would be ideal okay. for this. You can even, you can brush it. It's yeah. just brush strokes, I think, look a little bit worse than um, just the, uh, the fine roller marks. I think the number one tip that you've got here that needs like, huge stars on it is measure the height of your dog before you begin. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Not good building your storage your storage box and then the dog can't eat from the bowls. That's, uh, I can see, that's a proper nightmare moment. I could see it? this happening. I mean, I, I could see myself getting into this and I got this box and then wife goes, well, did you measure the dog? <laughs> you know, four hours into it, Ready, you know, ready to say it's done, and then it's yeah, the dog's never gonna be able so to. Taller dog obviously needs a, a bigger box, but also a, big, a bigger dog eats more dog food, so it's gonna need more storage as well. That works together, doesn't it? It does. Fantastic. It does we thought we could get creative with this. You can get your, get your kids involved and help, especially with the sanding of the box. Get the get the kids uh, to join in, and then with the painting. If you want to get really creative, you can match up with your kitchen cabinets and colour schemes that you've got See, around What a great house. idea. That's nice, isn't it? Yeah. I like the idea you get a jigsaw into this, because I just love jigsaws. See, you may mentioned this this week, <laughs> didn't you? And I, I'm not a huge fan of jigsaws, really? because trying to get a really nice, smooth-looking hole or um, you know, sh- uh, a straight cut from a yeah. jigsaw yeah, it's is really difficult. Yeah. So I'm more know. of a circular saw kind of guy. And, it, and also, a circular saw just looks more brutal, don't you think? Yeah, and it's that sound. Yeah. yeah it's and people you. run. If you've got a yeah. circular saw in your hand, people run. And, and right when you come to the end, after it's you know given its last little bit, and then it just really, you know, the, the, the RPM just fly through yeah. the roof, That's and the guard smashes back, that's a that's a great sound. It feels like I've convinced you. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I still like the jigsaw. I don't know what it is. I mean, I, mm. I like circular saws, too. But I, I really like a jigsaw. I, I guess it's the idea you can get in and... But this one, I think jigsaw is more, more suitable. You've got to cut a nice... Uh, I don't know how circular saw is going to do that one. You no. turn <laughs> Circular saw is so much more suitable <laughs> for this. Following the instructions. <laughs> straight lines. Straight lines can't do with a jigsaw. No. You can get square food bowls. And yeah. 
Okay, so <laughs> we need a circle. We need a circle. Okay, so so we, we got we got the height. We've we've gotten the fact that we've got to make this into a a five sided box. Yep, five sided box with hinges. Um, we need to obviously measure the the width of the bowls. It needs to be kind of halfway down the bowl so the bowl will sit into it. Um, going to need some power tools, so jigsaws to cut the circles on the top, brushes, mohair rollers, paint sprayer for a good finish. does require a bit of carpentry skill, this one, so mm. being that you're quite handy, James, you can give this one a bash. <laughs> imagine? I'm going to have to do a couple of rounds of this one, I think. The, the first one will be the, the learning experiment, and the second one will be much better. Well, if you get the height wrong, maybe you're going to have to buy a chihuahua as well. Are you using nails to hold this in place, the box in place, or do you recommend screws? Uh, screws are obviously ideal. Um, you could nail it, but if you're going to use nails, it probably makes sense to use wood glue as yeah. well. Um, so either either will work on this, actually. It's just a basic um, kind of MDF or, or uh, plywood. So, yeah, it would work. Um, but again, if you are going to use nails, make sure they're, they're more pins than, than yeah. full-on nails. Hinges and stuff, easy to get at any of our uh, regular hardware yeah, outlets. Yeah, these are uh, lid support hinges and utility hinges. should be able to pick those up at Ace or, if not, Speedex. Okay. Uh, that's easy. How long do you think it'll take us to do this? I'm estimating four to five hours with the instructions. Is that if you're a rank amateur? Yeah, there's a slight bit of rank amateurage yeah. about that. Yeah. Um, but uh, again, you've got um, the potential for both stain and also paint to require drying. Right. So I think we've we've included that. Yeah. I like the idea that I could get this to match the walls of uh, of, of where I'm living. Mm, yeah, I think it actually that's an interesting point because um, whilst you're supposed to be using oil-based paint for this, most of the suppliers um, of paint in Dubai will uh, give you the same colour either in water-based, which would be your walls, but they mm. could also match it in oil-based as well. I didn't know that. So yeah, um, almost all the brands will do that. Mm. So uh, therefore, even though it's uh, technically a completely different paint uh, that you would need, it can match without a problem. I'm I'm impressed with the sophistication of the paint color creation tools they have now even at the smallest little hardware store beside any shawarma shop tends to have you know the uh, really sophisticated equipment they do have sophisticated equipment but the best bit is the mixing unit yeah (laughs) every time on the mixing unit you can tell they've had an explosion (laughs) at that point it does make you take a few extra steps back doesn't it because those things haven't changed in in 50 years it's they and they just shake yeah Hard. And they're always covered in paint. So I own. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've never seen. Have you ever seen one explode? I've never seen it happen. Um, I've seen aerosols of spray paint explode on a production line. That oh. was a bit scary. Oh. Um, they really did go bang. Um, but paints, no. I've seen. I've seen some that have dripped, and the guys oh. quickly hit the emergency button before now. But do you remember that shop that we used to use in um, in Satwa? Um, Al, Al Yamama Building Materials. Oh, now you've named it. Now we're in trouble. Wow. I can't tell the story now. <laughs> he won't that's, that's ruined it. <laughs> but yeah, that was that was quite entertaining. I've got to say, there's yeah. um, you talked about the um, the fantastic sophistication, um, yeah. but we tended to find that from a certain unnamed location. You know, the same mix at the same time would give you slightly different results now and again, mm. which was mm. kind of difficult if you're painting yeah. a pillow and you're halfway <laughs> through a wall. Yeah. But it's, a, it's a good tip when you're talking about um, a paint scanner to, to match paint. Often people will call up and say, I've been to security and they've told me it's this shade of, of paint, but actually the, the paint's been in the sun on, on the wall for a couple of years. So if you're looking to match the paint color that's, that's currently on the wall, you can take a, 
a chip of paint and take them mm. down the shop and get them to scan it. It'll give you the closest match. Exactly. They'll give the closest match. That's the critical thing. So what they do is they, they work on, okay, not the exact colour for a lot of the, uh, the technology that's out there, but they'll yeah. give you the closest thing within their range. However, there are some companies that actually will be able to extrapolate their uh, their standard uh, layers to give you something that is exact. Really? Yeah. And that's where the technology is really moving on at the moment. Is, is that all the companies or just one? Um, there is... I know of two who I'm not sure have fully rolled it out into all of their stores, um, but I know have the ability to do it. Wow. Okay. Mm. You want to name them? Uh, Jotun and Oasis. Okay. Um, who so Jotun, I use after, Oasis. I don't use a lot of Oasis paints, but Jotun. I'm well, they had the contract for Dulux until probably ah, about okay. a year and a half ago. So, so I just didn't know that, that they were Oasis. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. um, okay. Now they have their own um, independent um, uh, brand as well. Um, but yeah, again, um, the new supply of Dulux. I don't know where they've got that technology. Wow. Okay. Good to know because that's you know that's a big issue, especially with the the temperatures and, and the amount of sun we get and matching paint can be a real pain. So, no, very good to know. Excellent. Uh, well, this is a wonderful project. We've we posted up the directions. Any last tips that you, you think someone who's going to attempt this should keep in mind? I, I, personally, I, I think this is this is a project for somebody who's got some DIY skill. I wouldn't take okay. it on as your first ever projects. It's power tools and uh, some yeah. accurate measuring to make the box. Okay. And circular saws. <laughs> so, um, the one thing about circular saws <laughs> is you do need to be proficient. So yeah, otherwise, we're going to be minus limbs, and yeah, you, we don't want to be responsible. There's no messing around when you got circular saws. No kids hanging around. You got to make Absolutely sure not. those things are are brutal, but they make a great noise. I think uh, I think we got to do another project next week. But a rank amateur, welcome to the world of DIY. Okay, sounds like a plan. Okay, well we'll have a chat off air, and uh, we'll get next week's worked up. But if as you lay into this making this dog food. Uh, storage and elevated feeding station. Do let us know how it goes on. And Nightline at Dubai I1038.ae. And of course, if you've got any issues as you're doing it, uh, 800 fix. Call the guys and say, hey, I'm, I'm working through the, the directions. Can you give me a tip? And I'm sure they will. Just you know, ask for Colin or Dan. It's that simple. Oh, well, no, don't <laughs> ask me because I'm in a totally different <laughs> office, practically speaking. I'm sure they can find and you. The guys are so much more proficient <laughs> than we are. His mobile number is. <laughs> 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 this is Dubai Eye. If you're wondering what you've tuned into, it's Do It Yourself Radio. Colin and Dan joining us from We Will Fix It. This is the Do It Yourself Radio show with We Will Fix It. It's Colin and Dan walking through everything you need to know about uh, you know, keeping your villa, your apartment, your garden shed just in tip-top condition. But before we get there, Stephen Hawking's uh, influence on you guys? I picked up his book, The Brief History of Time, when I was a teenager, and, mm. and into stars and planets and all that kind of thing. Read it through many, many times and still don't understand most of what was going on. <laughs> but yeah, I think he, he, he made a fantastic attempt to, to bring it down to yeah. layman's terms and, and keep it quite simple. Amazing guys. Colin was just saying he, you know, he was told at the age of 22 he'd live for two to three years, and he, he lived 76. It's so amazing, isn't it? did incredibly well. It is incredible, yeah. One of the very few people, I think, that um, actually from the... The, the heavy end of the scientific community that actually managed to get his his understanding and for people to understand exactly what he meant. Yeah. Um, and uh, in that situation, that's got to be an achievement and in it, itself, hasn't it? And clearly a very, very witty guy. Used his humour as well. Yeah. Which, yeah. <laughs> he, was, he was funny. Yeah, he was very funny. He used his humour in opportune moments. Yeah. He was on The Simpsons, wasn't he? He was. He was, yeah. Absolutely. See, that's quite amazing. See, that's amazing. A physicist on, on The Simpsons. Simpsons. Yeah. 
It's yeah. quite cool. Well, let's jump let's jump back into our show, Do It Yourself Radio, and interesting conversation coming about ad hoc versus annual maintenance, and what is better to do? Which way should I go? Now, this is this is the industry you guys are in. Yeah. So you must get a lot of people knocking on the door saying, "Hey, wh- which way should I be going?" Well, we have now because we're now doing both. Yeah. yeah. So we've got uh, we will fix it, which is ad hoc, which basically means job by job. Um, so you can book us for one job with half an hour up to well, if it takes a whole day, we'll still we'll yeah. still be there at the end of it. Um, and then we also have um, essential maintenance, which is uh, there to do just the essential elements of an annual um, maintenance yeah. contract. So all the bits that you really need. So how so does someone decide which way to go? Like, do I do I hedge my bets and figure nothing's going to go wrong in my villa and just go ad hoc? Or if I've been living in a place for 18 years, thinking, woohoo, probably need to get the annual maintenance package. How, how do you find what? How do people address those questions? We, for the for the last nine years, we we've encouraged people to go ad hoc because you're you're paying a, a smaller amount of money. You're only paying for what you need, and, you, and you're not tied into that contract. Um, but what, what the people that that we that we find tend to like the annual contracts, especially absentee landlords, for example. Mm. If people are living out of Dubai and they've got tenants, they want to make sure that there's someone on call 24-7. And they want to fix an amount of money that they're willing to spend on maintenance. So for, for ad hoc, it maybe suits you if, you, if you're renting a, renting a place and you're paying for it yourself. But if you're a landlord and you want to make sure that it's covered 24-7, 365 days a year, the annual contract is, is a good way to go. What's what's not included in an annual contract? Is it everything from top to tail? or and Normally it's parts. Okay. Um, but then the real problem is uh, reading into those contracts in some detail because for the same property actually my sister-in-law um, she got uh, she has a property that she rents out in the Arabian ranches and she was able to get quotes down as low as a thousand dirhams for a year up to I think eight and a half thousand for an annual contract that's a really huge enormous isn't it yeah, but the, did you know? And this is horrendous. The the thousand dirham one was basically one service, and nothing else, which is just incredible that they would call that an annual that's service because that's just that's an ad hoc. That's one yeah. time that you're actually there. Everything else was additional on that uh-huh. contract. Um, so that that's that's kind of the frustrating element. So what we're basically saying to to everybody is. It, it doesn't really matter whether or not you're doing ad hoc or alternatively uh, annual maintenance. You need to look at what you're getting and work out what's right for you. Mm. Um, there isn't a clear cut for everybody it's better to go ad hoc or for everybody it's better go to go for an annual maintenance contract. But it just depends on your situation and the property that you're in. So sit down and look at what, what it was last year, look at what it was the year before, literally write it down on a piece of paper. What are all the little things that you've had to get dealt with? When we started to look at the annual contract model, we we started to pull apart a lot of the uh, a lot of the information on the internet. And what we found was really shocking, was that a, a lot of companies won't come out unless you, you know they say they're doing 24/7, but they won't come out unless every AC in your house has failed at the same time. Mm-hmm. So if you're in the springs, the ranches, you've got two or three bedrooms. If one AC goes and your child can't sleep because it's too hot and the kids come in bed with you every night, they won't attend through the evening. It's only if every single AC goes at the same time, which this is same for electric. The really? whole property has to go. Wow. So th- this is the only time they will attend. A complete failure on all the electrics or all yeah. the ACs go at the same time. So That's a huge issue. Yeah, but they, that's hidden a long way into the uh, into the detail. But mm. that's just outrageous, it isn't is. it? It's absolutely outrageous. Yeah. Because <laughs> if but my kid's room is boiling hot and they're going to be waking me up all night, not that I don't love having my kids around, but I also need my beauty sleep. 
I absolutely agree. And um, but that's the norm. This mm. isn't just isolated cases. We we really looked in some depth, and that's what um, uh, the majority of people are doing. So. Please, everybody, read that contract very, very carefully so that you know what um, and, what is included and what is not. And knowing, exactly, knowing what you're going to be charged for when this visit happens. Absolutely. What, you know, what, what parts you're going to be paying for, the, a lot of companies will inc- include small parts, so bulbs and these yeah. sort of things will be included within that contract. But find out what's included. If it's, uh, if it's only, only bulbs... The other the other workaround for companies to get just to a lower price point is uh, what they're actually doing when they're there. So um, we're going to come and look at your ACs three times a year. And then when you actually read the detail, they're actually going to service your ACs once a year. However, what they will do is come and take a look at your ACs for another two times. They're not going to be servicing your ACs. Well, there isn't an AC that I'm aware of in um, in Dubai that is going to stay uh, well maintained over any length of, of period if it's yeah. only serviced once a year. They end up having to work too hard for either chilled water or for um, a, a standard gas system, especially with a gas, uh, a gas mm. system. So you don't have a, any kind of long-term scenario um, in that situation. And no reliability. Mm. And there's nothing worse. The time when it will fail is when it's under its, its worst amount of stress. It's um, yeah. it's just one of those laws, isn't it? Yeah. Humidity hasn't kicked in yet, but we know it's coming. Yes, and the timing when it does hit is exactly when any decent AC company should be at their busiest, which means that that's when the response times are really going to be the issue when you really need them. So we've we've said this every week. Get your ACs maintained. Get them checked now. We've been looking at the weather. One thing we do on a very regular basis is look at AccuWeather, and not just where the temperature is going to be for a particular time, but where it compares to the historical average, because that gives you that feeling of, oh, it it feels really warm for this time It does feel really warm this time of year. And it's a bit up and down at the moment, but when we had the sandstorm for a couple of days last week, you walk walk out working, oh my goodness, it feels like middle of summer, and that's the time when when it feels warmer than it should be, that's when people start cooling. Mm. We we know at the moment we've gone below the historical average for a few days, but a week tomorrow, on the 22nd, we're going to have a big spike, it's going to go four or five degrees above the historical average so that's when the, when the fund will go go crazy it, it really it does but again if people can plan ahead with that yeah. then really it means that they're ready to go when the spike hits and and that's exactly how you should operate so so in, in your business are you guys planning for that sort of spike to say okay well, let's make sure that we've got you know our our crews ready because it's going to be uh, heavy ac times Absolutely, yeah. So, I mean, we look at the weather from so many different perspectives, which is um, if we have uh, ongoing projects, um, we want to clear those out of the way before we end up in a situation um, uh, where the temperature goes um, extremely high. Um, Again, we kind of plan um, uh, days off periods um, through that as well. Uh, And it just means that we can have the right people in the right place at the right time. After the occasional rainstorm we get in Dubai, we keep electricians because the next couple of days after a rainstorm, we've got short circuits and ACs packing mm. in. and So we can't work whilst it's still raining, yeah. water and electricity. But for the next couple of days, we want to have AC techs ready to go. Okay, cool. Well, you know what? We've got, we got more to talk about. We've got questions that we still want to get to, including the faucet seal, uh, the seal that's between the bottom of your kitchen faucet or washroom faucet and the sink. And how do you how do you deal with those kind of things and more? And if you've got a question you want to fire through to the guys, that's Colin and Dan right here from We Will Fix It. They are standing by. This is 
Nightline. Colin and Dan joining us from We Will Fix It. That's wewillfixit.com or 800-FIX if you want to get in touch with them. Uh, we've got questions to, to keep going through, but I, I want to jump back to that question that I was talking about when we first came in uh, to the studio, and we were actually in the warm-up room. And uh, so calisthenics, obviously getting done before this show, burpees, lunges, uh, a few air squats, and uh, the limber up for the golf and, and whatnot. The sports guys always like to see us doing exercises. Uh, I, and the, this, this evening when I was leaving my house, I noticed that both of the outside lights that are... So I've, I've got a front door and I've got a like a balcony that comes out over the front door and there's two lights underneath there that shine down on, on the step. Both of them burned out. At the same time, which is highly unusual. But what also is unusual is there are these long life that should be living for like seven or ten year light bulbs, and they've only been in there maybe 18 months. Yeah, that's a short in my uh, book. That's too much of a coincidence, isn't it? That's what I thought. And you think about that time frame and the fact, because they're long life. That's what I thought as well. the number of hours that are required of those, you know, if that was just an, an honest burnout then I'd like a statistician to tell me exactly <laughs> the chances of that happening. And I think there was more chance of you winning the lottery. I thought the breaker had gone, so I'm checking my breakers. I haven't mm-hmm. gone up to put a voltmeter on it yet. I'll, I'll do that on the weekend. But I thought, what the heck? That is just, that's just awful. Plus, i got to get the ladder out now. So Yeah. You know. See, um, the, the real difficulty with that one is the hope is that it is just a, a, a loose connection yeah. at, um, at one end or the other. Um, but the problem is, especially if they were original fit. Oh yeah, 18 years old. These, uh, these are vintage. Yeah. But it, are, are you? Are they, <laughs> Did you hear the big sigh? Yeah. It was, oh, was, oh, no. okay. I live in a museum. Come on, guys. Yeah. I, live in a, I live in a construction museum. But if it's exposed cable, which is possible of that kind of vintage, then you might be okay. Mm. But if it's not exposed cable. Mm. Then at that point, that becomes a, a little bit more than a half-hour project. What, what about says your switch? Just inside the front door. Not possible. Maybe the switch is gone. Well, it's possible. Mm, mm. No, because it wouldn't have just uh, it wouldn't have just died straight. So the, on its so own the only thing situation. is, there's there's two lights. There's so it's a double switch. So there's two switches side by side, on that, and the other one works fine. It turns on the inside light. But the other switch turns on the outside lights. The outside lights aren't coming on. The inside lights are. Mm. Technically possible that it could be that yeah. switch, but I wouldn't bet yeah. my life safe. I'm going to get two it. new light bulbs and try that out. Well, I think that will at least temporarily work. Yeah. Um, but the question is, I still think that you'll get a short and quite a shortish period, like 18 months, by which time you'll probably have forgotten this conversation. <laughs> and you'll be like, oh, I wonder what caused that. Right, I'll get some more bulbs. This could be a repeat for a while. Mm-hmm. Let's let's jump over to so you, so basically I should get the guys out to have a check of this is what you're thinking. I would suggest it. Yes, okay. yes, right. we might be able to help you out with that one. Yeah. Actually, we've got a question that came in um, during the week about um, bulbs and okay. um, low energy, which was um, converting fluorescent lights to LED. Yeah. Uh, well, this is kind of a new area. I wasn't fully aware of this until a realistic about 18 months ago, where one of our old work vans was bought by a company that does exactly this. Really? They specialise in this in Dubai. And um, they're a company called Conlux, which um, okay. is uh, I'm slightly dodgy. Their con connotation is not good, but they're not. They're absolutely awesome, these guys. Um, and their main area is retrofitting the traditional fluorescent bulbs, you know, the four, uh, the four yep. bulb units that you get in offices. Are you so, kidding? I have those in my villa. 
Yeah, well, <laughs> there we go. Well, here's an interesting one for you. Anyone who works in an environment or at home in your villa, um, put your mobile phone up to the oh, yeah, uh, the yeah. lights on camera mode and see the flashing that occurs. Yeah. Well, it, I'm not sure whether or not that's been proven to be not comfortable, but if you're getting a headache in your work area with fluorescent lights, show that to your boss and see whether or not they want to do anything about it. Mm. Um, because uh, it is quite a shock just to see that that that, that flash that's happening. Is, is it, so is it a big job to do a replace of those things? No, um, more financial than big job. Mm. Um, actually, Conlux's technology, he told me two years ago, and I can't quite remember whether or not he required replacing the ballast as well as the bulbs, um, but uh, it wouldn't surprise me at all if, uh, even if it was uh, replacing ballasts um, uh, two years ago, it's probably an integrated unit by mm. now, two okay. years later. But yeah, that technology is great, and especially the retro, uh, the retrofit is a lot stronger than it used to be. Okay. Otherwise, is there any other solution to uh, doing that kind of a job? Besides just Re- replacing the units, replace con- the fitting. <laughs> yeah, it tends to be the um, the most cost-effective solution um, uh, these days in a lot of cases. Mm. Um, you, I mean, you do have uh, you know the screw thread bulbs. Um, you do get different versions from um, LED to fluorescent, um, fluorescent low energy to traditional incandescent. So okay. it depends to a degree on the fittings uh, that you've got there. Again, the traditional bullet bulbs with the two prongs coming yep. out of them, uh, they're normally available in um, all three versions as well. Okay. The store's now dedicated to LED. We've got the one just off our Manara Street. You turn right off Shakeside Road. LED World. Oh, yeah. I've Big seen that store, place. black and green. Yeah, go check there's one out. for the weekend. Yeah, there's another place to go <laughs> check there, yeah. And And I've just noticed the change in the last couple of years. If you go to any place that's selling light bulbs now, just even your, your regular Carrefour, it's, that whole section has totally changed. Yeah, no incandescence anymore. Yeah. It's, um, I think it's going to be illegal to sell them, isn't it, very soon? Isn't it already? Because I'm not sure. I'm not sure whether or not you can still get them now. Mm, Certainly, mainly LED. Yeah. I think. If someone does know, let us know four zero zero one. Let's jump into the seal on the faucet. The the seal that is between the base of the faucet and your sink. If that is starting to go, what are the alternatives? Is it take the whole thing off, find a new one somewhere, or? fire in a little silicone or get the old crazy glue out what what do you suggest uh, okay well uh, there's a bit of a question mark on that one because it could be one of two things when you look up there it's kind of a, a pretty enclosed space anyway so it might not be hugely clear whether or not the leak is as a result of um, the washer which goes around there um, or alternatively there's normally a nylon thread that is holding uh, the faucet which for the English people that's a tap um, uh, that's holding that on so it depends which it is um, back in the day it used to be brass filters that you'd, um, yeah. th- uh, yeah. that you'd have on that so brass um, uh, brass lockers that you'd have on that um, which were fantastic these days it's almost always nylon and um, especially when you've got one of those taps that moves from side to side yep. or a pull out yep. you're putting pressure on that nylon thread um, every single time so they do often fail which is a problem in mm. which case it's a thread lock job uh, to be able to do that which is a little bit specialist but and it's a bit of a bodge to be fair but the other option is either to try and find the exact replacement which could well be a nightmare um, or alternatively uh, the silicon and then again that's a very much a bodge um, a bodge repair Um, get a new one is that where we end up finding ourselves 
Well, it depends what you're talking about here, because uh, if it is um, just that washer, yes, easy to get a replacement washer. <laughs> take the old parts with you. SAT was perfect for this. Mm. Um, so take the old parts with you. You probably wouldn't get it in, in Ace. You might in SpeedX, um, but I would go to Satwa for that. Show them okay. the old one. Um, you know, the guys, the guys will just disappear yep. 10 minutes later. You'll come up with a bin, and here you go. Yeah. Mm. See, that's the best bit. I love that bit. You know? And they know and, where um, everything is. That's the that's incredible. the and they know if they've got it. And if they don't, they know someone down somebody, the street who does. Somebody from down the road will come <laughs> running down the street with it. I, I do just, love that. in Dero, we go down to Al Marakabat area for air conditioning parts, and it's mm. the same. You've just got one counter with everything stacked high, but they've got almost everything available within two blocks. And yeah. Somebody comes running down the road with it. Wow, awesome. Yeah, very neat. Um, another quick one. This has got to be something that happens to a lot of people. Grout between the marble steps is falling out. Any easy fix for that? We've got a lot Not, of marble here. Yeah, a lot of people say, can you just come and re-grout? Uh you know, our tiles are looking a bit tatty. Can you come and regrout? It's not um, new grout doesn't stick to old grout very well, so you really need oh. to to, cu- to cut out the old uh, the old grout. So no one it, does that, do they? Scratch it out and reapply it. We don't do a lot of tiling, as, as you know, but but people do their own regrouting. You've mm. got to get the old stuff out first. Pretty mm. high risk. That's the issue. That's why um, uh, regrouting is often not um, uh, somebody like our favourite jobs. Um, there's a, a new bit of technology that I've seen, which is like um, actually works with the Dremel, which was tooled oh, there we go, yeah. yeah, there we go. Um, that is basically a fitting that is designed to go into the grout and basically chisel it as it goes okay. without damaging your tiles. Um, I've yet to use it, although I've seen a few YouTube videos. It looks absolutely awesome. Mm. I'm dead up for one of those. And they're for sale on Suit.com. I found as well. Okay, so uh, this could be a project, even though I don't really but need it. A good tip that my my wife taught me: if um, if your grout's just looking a bit molding a bit manky and just want to clean it up my wife gets uh, gets a strong tissue soaks it in bleach and sticks it on all the all the grout patches leaves it a few hours and then cleans it off afterwards with a bit of jiff and it works really well there we go that's simple saves a lot of trouble gentlemen i hate to say it but we've we've run out the time on the clock once again how did that happen do it yourself show uh, do it yourself radio with colin and dan from we will fix it we will fix it.com or 800 fix Love the fact that you guys come out every week and, and walk us through some of the issues that we're facing. We'll have another set of questions next week and maybe even an intro project. I'm thinking possibly an herb, indoor herb garden. That's maybe. possible. Pallet uh, furniture. We've done that, We've done we? that for outdoors. Oh, I was thinking about the uh, pallet planter we haven't done. Oh. the garden. Herb oh, garden. That's a nice one. Okay. I'll look into it. That's me. Okay. This is this is for the rank amateur, the beginner. This is get into DIY. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Wonderful. Yeah. Look forward to doing this all again next week, same place, same time, guys. Thank you very much for coming out. Thank you.